Romans chapter 21. Let me read this for us. Probably a familiar passage uh, for many of you. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Sounds great, doesn't it? The only problem with that, we're not there yet. <laughs> no, that's, that's something that we most definitely, as believers, we are looking forward to that moment and that day, but we're not there yet. We still live in a world full of struggles, and problems, difficulties, pain, and suffering. And we're feeling that, maybe now more than ever, with some of our situations. I've been obviously working from home like many of you have been forced to do. And since I've been now working from home, I've become very, let me say it again, I've become extremely aware of the problems and the sufferings and the difficulties that my wife Becky has been dealing with as a stay-at-home mom. The things that she's been dealing with day to day, I haven't necessarily seen all of that. But now that I'm home, I've been seeing it. So I said something to her the other afternoon. I said, Becky, this whole staying at home with the kids all day, every day is like crazy hard. And uh, she started laughing and then she stopped laughing and looked at me and said, Brian, my world hasn't really changed that much, but welcome to it. (laughs) And so many of you are probably experiencing some of those problems and those difficulties that Let's be honest, they've always been there, but sometimes they get a little bit more heightened. And here's what I'm noticing about the difficulties that we face. Not just right now with COVID-19, but just difficulties in general. There's one after another. You get through one problem just to find another problem is right there waiting for you. You make it through one difficulty just to find another difficulty is there waiting for you as well. Even as we have been walking through the COVID-19 crisis, it feels like we are just walking through one difficulty after another, one problem after another. Feels like it never stops, does it? One problem continuing to be a problem after problem after problem. And here's the problem with that, is the longer a current difficulty lasts, the harder it is to hold on to hope, and the more easily that hope starts to be lost. Let's define define hope real quick. Hope is this. It is the confident expectation of what God has promised. It is the confident expectation that what God said, that he will make good on that promise. And when we're faced with a problem or a difficulty or struggling or suffering or pain, when we first are encountering it, we hold on to hope. And we hold on super tightly. In fact, as you're watching at home, make a fist with me. Two fists right here like this. When we first started walking through this crisis, we were holding on to the hope of God. Okay, God, you're going to get us through this. God, I believe that you're with me. God, I believe that you're strengthening me. God, I, I believe you've got this. And we hold on super tight. But over time, in fact, this is our fourth week being online only as a church. Over the last four weeks, if you're like me, maybe those hands have gotten a little bit more loose. And it becomes more and more difficult to hold tightly to hope. And it becomes a lot more easy to loosen that grip and allow hope to slip through your fingers. 
we start to lose hope the longer a difficulty continues and goes on. So my hope for you this morning is that we can reclaim that hope, that we can hold tightly to that hope, the confident expectation of what God has promised, hold tightly to our hope in him once again. Paul was no stranger to difficulty and suffering and pain. In fact, when you go through many of his letters, he, he lists all the problems and struggles that he had gone through. But for as much as he talked about his difficulties, he talked about hope even more. In fact, one of those instances is in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with, here it is, with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now it's a great passage, but I want us to do something a little bit different with, different with it. I'm gonna read it again, but this time we're gonna make that our prayer. As I read this, would you close your eyes and would you allow this to be your prayer for you, your friends, your family, for our world as we're walking through something as difficult as this. May this be our prayer. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we come before you recognizing that our grip on hope might be loosening. That the hope we once held tight to might not be as tight as it once was. God, would you prevent us from letting hope be lost? Would you fill us with hope? You are the God of hope. So fill us with hope so that we are overflowing with hope. But we can only do that with your help. So Jesus, as we open, as we open your word this morning, speak to us. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, but may we hold tightly onto the hope that you have given us. Speak, Lord. We are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's figure out how to do just that. Paul talked a lot about hope, but how do we hold tightly onto hope? How do we get hope? How do we find hope? But once again, how do we hold on to it? So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Romans chapter 5 for the rest of this morning. Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Here's Paul's words. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his, to this grace in which we now stand. And we boast, look what we boast in. We boast in the hope of the glory of God. So we have hope, but let's ask a deeper question. Well, how do we get to that? How do we recognize the hope that we have? And once again, hold tightly to it. Paul doesn't just leave us there to ask those questions. He begins to walk us through a journey, lead us down a road that leads to the hope that he just talked about. That's what verse three all the way through verse five are gonna do for us. Pay attention to the progression that he now mentions. Verse three, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Do you see that progression that he walked us through? He started out in verse one and two, getting to, we have hope and we boast not in us, but in the glory of God, in the hope that we have in him. But then he backs up and says, now here's how you get to hope. Here's how you not just find hope, but hold on to hope. And there's a progression. And that's what we're gonna walk through. 
Let's walk through that progression, the road that Paul is telling us leads to hope. The first thing that Paul mentions, he says, we glory in our sufferings or we rejoice in our difficulties. We're right there, aren't we? We said it earlier, we live in a world full of difficulties and sufferings and struggles and pain. He says, but we are to rejoice in those difficulties, to glory in those sufferings. Now, keep in mind, there's a key word here because it's not saying we should be happy about the problems we're in. No, it's something's gonna come out of that. Key word here is no, go back and look at it. It says, we also glory in our sufferings or we rejoice in our difficulties because we know that. Did you catch it? Because we know something, we can rejoice We can take glory in our sufferings and our difficulties because we know something. What do we know? We know that it's going to lead somewhere. We know that it's going to produce something. The difficulties that we're currently facing and the problems that we're currently dealing with, something is going to come out of it. We know that. And here's what he says. We know that it produces perseverance. So now it's going to lead to something. So the difficulties difficulties that we face are going to produce, and that's the next part of this progression, perseverance, endurance, or patience would be words to help explain that. Perseverance is, is walking through those difficulties. Perseverance is being able to move forward, even in the midst of struggles and seasons of suffering. Instead of just sitting back and hoping to get through something, perseverance says, no, I'm going to move through it to get to hope. Do you see the difference there? Perseverance has us moving forward, but it requires us to trust God every single step of the way. Now let's talk about those steps just for a second. (laughs) Because what we typically want is to move quickly through difficulties. Those step-by-steps that we're trusting God, we wanna hurry up and quickly get through this season of suffering or the problems that we're in or our current difficulties that we face. We wanna go quick, but the reality is just the opposite, isn't it? When we're in the midst of the difficult, in the midst of the trials and and the hardships, we end up having to actually slow down. Perseverance, endurance, patience requires us to move a little bit slower to slow down and to continue to move forward step by step by step. Paul helps us understand a little bit of what that can look like in Philippians chapter three. He says this, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. That's a big phrase. If you're gonna do one thing, Paul says, here's one thing I do. When I haven't reached the end of this yet, when I'm still trying to move forward, here's the one thing I do. But the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. It says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Do you hear those words? It's that pressing on. I'm straining forward. I'm still moving. I've not stopped. That's perseverance. That's endurance. That's patience. We're still moving, but we're moving a little bit slower. So in the midst of our difficulty, may May perseverance be developed in you. May you slow down just a little bit. Breathe a little bit deeper. Allow our current difficulties to produce perseverance in you. As you trust God step after step after step, move a little slower. 
So the progression goes from the current realities, our difficulties, right? The suffering, the hardships, the problems that produces perseverance. What does it say next? And Paul says, and perseverance produces or develops character. Now character, this word literally, if you looked at it, the original language is dokime. Dokime, he says, may perseverance produce or develop dokime. And literally that means proven character. That's a big difference because we're all born with certain characteristics or character traits. But Paul's not talking about what you're born with. Paul's talking about those things that are developed, those things that are grown, those things that are built, that character. The character that is developed through the difficulties and with perseverance. That's what he is saying happens out of our difficulties and perseverance. It develops character, produces character, it strengthens and builds our character. Did you get the note about having a rubber band with you this morning? If not, one of two things. Either one, you didn't read my email that told you to have a rubber band today, or you're not getting my emails. So uh, just for good reference, we'll put a link in the comments here in just a moment. If you click that, uh, it'll give you an opportunity to give me just your name and your email address so that you make sure that you're getting emails from me throughout the week, especially when I do something like this for a Sunday. So if you do have your rubber band, great. If not, no big deal. You can catch up later. But a rubber band, as you can see, it is what it is. Nothing super special. It's, it's not massive, not huge. It's just a rubber band. But we know something about this rubber band. We know the potential this rubber band has. It can be so much greater. It can be so much bigger. It can be so much more. But something must happen in order for that potential to be seen and realized. What has to happen? You have to pull on it, don't you? We have to stretch the rubber band and pull on the rubber band and let there be tension and struggle and hardship and suffering and tension it has to be pulled and pressed in order for the potential to be realized. To go from what it currently is to what it could be, there has to be difficulty in order to have that. That's what character is. That's the kind of character that's built in us. God sees the potential in you. He sees who you could become. He also recognizes it takes difficulty and perseverance to get to your potential. You see, suffering or difficulty plus perseverance. Notice it's not broken. We're maybe getting to the breaking point, but not broken, just difficult and perseverance. When you add suffering and perseverance, you get potential. And you have great potential. God sees so much in you. He wants to develop you and grow you and build you and strengthen you into the child of God he knows you can be and he desires you to be. So I'm going to be wearing a rubber band this whole next week. You know, encourage you to join me, maybe even take a picture of you and your rubber band, tag me on social media, to be a reminder of the potential that God sees in me, to the, the man of God that he is growing me to, to be, the child of God that he is growing us into. But to get that kind of character requires difficulty and perseverance that then builds and develops our character. Last part, where does this lead? We also glory in our sufferings and our difficulties because we know that the sufferings and the difficulties produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, here it is, hope. As our character grows and develops and is built it leads us to hope. Now, this is a really important thing to notice, and I know I'm going to state the obvious here, that Paul doesn't, after character, say, and 
the suffering's all gone. No, it's not that difficulty produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, you're all done. No, in fact, it, it really starts all over, doesn't it? After your character is developed, what happens? Well, then you're probably going to be facing another problem. We said that earlier. It feels like it's just one difficulty after another. One season of suffering after another. One problem to solve. One after another. So Paul's very clear. After our character is developed, we're not done. It's this ongoing progression. It's an ongoing process that leads us right back in to difficulties once again. But this time, we at least have hope. Difficulties to perseverance. Perseverance then develops our character. Our character leads us to hope because we know we're going to go right back into another difficulty. Now, I don't know how strong your hope is right now. We talked about that earlier. How tight of a grip do you have on hope and, and your confidence in God and in his promises and what he says? But regardless, if you, if you have some, some hope at all, right, even if it's small, notice what happens here. This, again, this ongoing process and progression that Paul talks about. He says, as you face a difficulty, what happens? Your perseverance is developed. It produces perseverance in you. And then with perseverance, then our character is developed. And then we face another problem, which then produces more perseverance, which then develops more of our character, which then we face another problem, which produces perseverance, which develops more character. Do you see what's happening? Over and over and over, we go through this. It's not one and done. It's difficulty after difficulty that develops perseverance and then more perseverance that then develops your character and then more character. And if you were to keep doing this, if you keep wrapping up this little tape ball, it would get bigger and bigger and bigger, wouldn't it? The more you wrap around it, the more times you go through this, the larger it, be, it becomes. And it started with something very small. But over time and through the trials, it gets bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. In fact, if you were to look up the largest tape ball, this by no means is the largest tape ball. Guinness World Records has the largest tape ball. Check this out. Let me show you. Is over 12 feet around. Over 12 feet around and weighs, check this, over 2,000 pounds. It's massive. It's enormous. It's huge. It's solid. It is strong. But it start, started with something very small. In fact, one little piece of tape rolled up into a ball. But more and more and more and more created something super strong that cannot be moved. See, our hope is very similar. That in our difficulties, it produces perseverance. The more difficulties we go through, the more perseverance that is produced. And the more perseverance that's produced, then the more character that is developed. And understand this. As your character grows and develops, you become more confident in who God is turning you into, who God has is, is created you to be. You become more confident in who you are in God. A child of God. Hear that. You are are a child of God. And the more your character is developed, the more confident you become in that fact. 
that you are a child of God. And the more confident you become in who you are as a child of God, look at this, the more confident we become in the promises of our Heavenly Father. So as a child of God, I've become more and more confident in what my Heavenly Father says. That what He says is true. That what He has promised will come true. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 13. Listen to what we're told. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he, our God, for he who is, for he who is promised is faithful. Oh, don't miss that. He is faithful. What he has promised, he will make good on. So as a child of God, I'm confident in the promises of my heavenly father. That is hope. Remember our definition of hope? It is our confident expectation of the promises that God has made. As a child of God, are you confident in the promises that your heavenly father has made you? Maybe you don't know what all those promises are. Let me give you just a few. This is by no means all of the promises of God, but I want you to know as a child of God, what God says about you, some of the promises that he has given you. Now I'm gonna put these on the screen and if you need to take a screenshot of it, please take a screenshot because you're probably not gonna be able to write all these down. We will post this image a little bit later on on social media, but let me run through these real quick with you. Here's what God says. Here are the promises of God, at least some of them, the promises of your heavenly father to you, a child of God. God says, I am with you. I will give you peace. I will give you comfort. I will provide for you. I will answer you. Might not be the answer you want, but he will answer you. God says, I will be your strength. He says, I will protect you. I will give you new life in Jesus Christ. He promises to always love you. And the greatest promise we could ever get from our Heavenly Father, that God says, I will spend eternity with you. Hope is the confident expectation that God will make good on his promises. What God has told you will be true. That's the hope that we hold on to. Remember what Hebrews told us? To hold on to that hope unswervingly that we would not be moved, that we would not falter, but we would hold tightly to that hope that we profess. That we are confident and expectant in the promises of God. Don't miss this last part. Verse five, we're told and hope. Remember we went through the progression. Our difficulties produce perseverance. Perseverance develops character, right? Who God is developing us to be. And that character leads us to hope, more confident in who God is and in the promises that he has given us. Verse five though, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What does that mean? It means hope does not disappoint. And hope does not put us to shame means hope will not disappoint. God will not disappoint you. Yes, there will be difficulties. We are told that again and again and again through scripture. Paul tells us that here. James tells us that we'll have trials and difficulties in James chapter one. Even Jesus himself in John 16 says, you will have troubles. But notice where it leads us. 
perseverance, character, and hope. And hope will not disappoint you. You see, the road to hope may certainly be paved with pain. It is going to be difficult along the way. But it never, let me say it again, it never leads to disappointment. If you put your hope in anything or anyone else, it most certainly will lead to disappointment. But the road to hope, when we put our hope in God, our heavenly father, as a child of God, hoping in my heavenly father's promises, yes, that may be painful along the way, but it never leads to disappointment. So my hope for you is not just that you would hold on to hope tighter than ever, but you will allow the difficulties that you're currently facing, the suffering that you're currently going through, the problems that you're trying to solve, that you would allow God to use those to tighten your grip on hope in him, that it would draw us closer to him. See, our difficulties can either push us away from God or pull us to God. And may they do just that. May they pull us closer to God so that perseverance can be developed in us and character can be developed and our hope continues to grow in him. Our confidence in him begins to grow more and more and stronger and stronger. So keep going. Remember what we said in perseverance? Keep moving slowly, steady, keep moving. Don't give up. Don't lose hope, don't lose heart, but hold tightly to the hope that is only found in our God, our heavenly Father. Let me leave you with Psalm chapter 42. May this be an encouragement for you. Psalm chapter 42, verse five. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Maybe that's you starting to ask that. Why am I feeling this way? And why am I losing hope? And why am I struggling so much? And why am I having so many problems? Why, my soul, are you downcast? And why so disturbed within me? Well, here's the answer. May we as it says, put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. Now don't let that just be a passage that I'm reading to you here at the end of a service. May you personalize this. Put your name in there. Brian, put your hope in God. Continue to praise him, my savior and my God. Allow him to be your heavenly father and become more confident and who you are in him. You are a child of God. May you put your hope, your confident hope, may you be confident in the expectation of what God has promised you. Let's pray together. Father God, we come before you. You know our hearts, you know our situation, and we are struggling in a lot of ways, and we are, are facing some pretty big difficulties right now but nothing surprises you, nothing shocks you, nothing throws you off, nothing is bigger than you. So may we put our full hope in only you. Help us to walk through this, this road to hope that Paul lays out for us. May we see the difficulties and the sufferings and the problems that we're facing. May we see where that will lead us to perseverance that then develops our character, who you want us to be, who you desire us to be, who you know we can be, that allows our hope to grow and become more stronger. May our hope be stronger than ever because of what we're facing. May we put our hope in you, whether it's for the first time or again and again and again, may our hope be in you. In Jesus' name.